0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from
1: First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
2: Tom, how are you, buddy? What's going on?
0: Oh, man, I'm doing great. Um, I'm about to hop on the date Zoom at 1130. And from there, pretty much go straight to the baseball game. So, good action-packed day.
2: Do you think he'll be announcing that Brandon Miller is going to sit the Saturday game out?
0: I don't think so, man, unless there's been a lot more internal pressures and dialogues and whatever since the South Carolina game, but I, I, I'm calling what he's going through withering criticism. Mm-hmm. They're the bad boys of college basketball right now, and I, I, I've seen a lot of people weighing in. I even saw one that's like, why don't they suspend their season like I think New Mexico State did, but I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-mm. But it does lend a certain, like, um, weirdness, uh, loss of focus. I don't know what it could lend to Saturday's game. It's a little bit different than their win Wednesday in South Carolina.
2: I'm sure South Carolina was excited to play them, but there was really no no issue or no business rather for them to be going to uh, overtime to beat the Gamecocks, who are not very good, frankly. Uh, but Miller did his part, and I will say, for a man that young, to be able to compartmentalize and focus in the midst of what he's going through right now, while I don't, I wouldn't say his behavior was commendable, his performance was.
0: Um. The rest of the team was 13 for 37, but he, when he um, has that mindset, and you could see it in a, a lot of different possessions in that game, it doesn't matter. Like, he's, guys who were like 6'3", 6'4", are trying to guard him, and he posts them up and he backs them down and he shoots a little turnaround. You can have guys clawing at the ball, and he still manages to keep it away from them. Um, now, his last score, if you looked at the replay of that, I think he took five or six steps before he drove it was amazing but um he's a phenomenal scorer you can see why the nba scouts are all over him um i wish he had made a different more mature decision than he made on the night of the deal but um yeah it didn't seem to phase him in the least. and it seems seems he was even maybe more animated than usual as much as he was talking to his teammates and what have you.
2: Mm-hmm. well he was getting ridden the whole time too so i'm sure his uh, adrenaline was flowing in a big way in Colombia. Uh, columbia Let's talk about the Arkansas Razorbacks a little bit here, Tom, because this is a team that looked about as impressive as you could have in their last outing. My biggest thing is, and I will not in any way take take anything away from that performance. It was phenomenal, it was fun to watch. I mean, as I said earlier in the week, it had had uh, you know, sort of an ode of, of early nineties UNOV where it's like, don't turn your head, you're gonna miss something spectacular. But um I just wonder, you know, can they recreate that A on the road and B. Can they do it against a team, the quality of Alabama, especially a team that's that good of a defensive team? We're going to find out this week. Well, I think yeah. this will tell us a lot.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the million-dollar question. I mean, Georgia's defense won't be confused for what Alabama's going to do with them. Uh, Georgia played, I, I think, and, and I was on um, Mike White's post-game Zoom that day too, um, but Georgia played a, a kind of a sagging zone, much like they've seen from Mississippi State and A&M in the two prior games. But it just didn't seem like they didn't get out to the shooters as well. And Arkansas made a bunch of threes, a season-high 11 threes in that game. Um, and Nick Smith went off. Um, a lot of the damage was uh, in you know the midway or early stretch of the second half, I guess. But um, they've blown the doors off both Florida and Georgia now. And those were home games. And I, I have to say this, and Eric Musselman talked about this uh, post game the other night. Their recent road performances have been pretty solid. And you go back to the Baylor game, uh, I, I would say the South Carolina was one of the poorer ones out of all of them. But they gave themselves a chance to win at A&M. Um, they did win at Kentucky. And I, I don't doubt that they're going to have a really nice game plan to try to you know really unleash Devo on Brandon Miller, as he did in the last game, and um, have some offensive schemes that are going to – cause Alabama to make adjustments to them. And then we we don't know what Alabama's mental state is going to be. You know the crowd's going to be all over it, but this, is, this, this game is going to be um, the focus of a lot of people's attention on Saturday.
1: What do you like best about the return of Nick Smith? What do you think he, he's brought to the team that's helped the most?
0: Well, think about all the – think about in the games leading up to him really being back, how many, like, late in the shot clocks they got to – and you didn't know what, what might happen. They're still dribbling on the perimeter or passing around. Now you have an option with him that he could back somebody down and get – he's got a really great turnaround jump shot mid-range. Uh, he made the threes the other night. It frees up other guys from having to feel like they have to do something. And, and by that, you know, particularly Council, who's their main late in the shot clock guy. But I think that's unleashed him a little bit off the bench. Uh, it just makes everybody a little bit better. And then, obviously – if they get some durable penetration, their, their big guys, Mitchell and uh, both of the Mitchells and Graham, have shown they can score in low post, I mean, with a variety of moves. So he just helped everything out, I think, offensively and defensively.
1: Because of the quality of opponents that they have, both the two on the road and even Kentucky at home, I was saying yesterday, I, I, think, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think they could lose all three games and, and still be fine for the NCAA tournament. Do you agree with that?
0: Well, I don't know about fine. Um, I'm writing this right now. Uh, they are on the net rankings. Um, is it fifteenth right? Yeah, yeah, they're fifteenth in the net rankings right now. And the simple fact of playing who they're playing, it, 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 it's 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 kind of in their favor. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't want to go zero and three, but I think if they win at at Bama or Tennessee, then you know they're not only in, but you know eight-line or maybe even better. So I still wouldn't, like, rest on that. I think they're going to have a great game plan against Bama. I think they're going to be ready to play Tennessee. And the Kentucky game here on the last Saturday is going to be a phenomenal atmosphere Mm -hmm. with a lot riding on it as well.
2: Yeah, it'll be wild. That'll Mm be fun. Um, Okay, let's talk a little baseball. I'm in uh, Arkansas, you know, two out of three down in Texas. I know they wanted to get them all, but TCU's pretty darn good. And then they had to come back and win against Grambling, what are you, uh, I guess, most impressed by so far, um, whether it's an individual player or an area of the game that Arkansas has uh, gotten off to the start with?
0: Yeah, I, well, I would say this, at the top, both of their left-handed starters look like they're going to be really solid in SEC play. So Hagan Smith, five shutout innings against Texas, you get to watch him pitch today, and then Hunter Holland, his Sunday performance, you know, had to work a little bit in some of the early innings, but um, they started taking over against Oklahoma State. So, those two guys really pitched well. Uh, Brady Tigers has been really on top of his game. Uh, didn't feel like they'd have to use him against Gramlin, but they ended up having to. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I think Cody Frank was pretty much the MVP of that game. Yeah. Because Grambling had hit all the early guys that they were in there. Morris, you know, the starter Bobby, then Morris, and, and then McIntyre, they hit them all. And Frank gave them two and two-thirds, I believe, and really shut them down. And that allowed the, the comeback to start. Uh, but – you know, I do think their middle and late bullpen has been really good. Uh Joseph Berger, they say he, he works counts and gets on base. Well, he did exactly that scrambling. He was two for two with two walks and the sack fly, you know, the game winning sack fly. So uh Jerry Wagner's been everything they've touted him to be. Um so uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of positives so far. They gotta get third base situated. I mean, they gotta get Caleb Callie back going. they they're going to need him. Mm-hmm. But between him and Jason Jones, I think they've got potential great hitters at third base. But um you know, a lot of a lot of cool things. Um and McIntyre will will make the start on Saturday, so it's going to be a big one for him.
1: You know, Musselman gets a lot of credit for using that portal, but uh, maybe when to start talking about Van Horn and uh, utilizing the portal the way he keeps hitting it.
0: Uh it's been phenomenal. Uh the, you think about last year's team. I mean, guys like Turner, um, and Chris Lanzelli were, were huge keys on that team that made it to the semifinals in Omaha. And so, yeah, Wagner from Creighton, huge, um, uh, Austin P the shortstop, John Bolton mm-hmm. has been a big addition. He's played pretty well. I mean, they're getting pretty solid work from both their catchers. So yeah, the way Dave Van Horn pieces together a roster, when you're talking about the 11.7 and what you have to do there, that's, that's the magician's work the way they've, uh, added
1: talent right there yeah, you mentioned wagner and franks and um uh, another uh, uh, another pitcher that came over, i mean the, it seems like every one of them that transferred over have made a contribution already in four games
2: Yeah, josenberger yeah absolutely
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah um josenberger from kansas um frank from nebraska and then um ha- holland was a fan, fan jack guy from texas mm. so yeah they um They've counted t- they've their pitching depth, and they use a good number of them in Texas, but I think um, the fact that they played a Tuesday game, and then, then they got these three and another midweek coming up, I think we're going to see a little bit more of the depth in their pitching staff in the coming days.
1: You know anything about Eastern Illinois? I mean, I, I know they went undefeated last weekend, but anything uh, in particular about those guys?
0: Um, yeah, I talked to Jason Anderson, their coach, yesterday on the bus ride down, and I think he did several interviews with Arkansas-based media. And, you know, I didn't look at exactly where that winter storm came through. So in the course of just chatting with him about his team, I said, hey, man, y'all driving through any weather? And he's like, man, every Arkansas guy I'm talking to today is asking me that. Like He said, we woke up, it was like 50-something degrees or 60 in, in uh, Charleston today. It's beautiful. So I guess they were lower than uh, where the storm went through. Um, they went 3-0 and at uh, Florida A&M last weekend in Tallahassee. A couple of one-run games involved. Um, their pitcher from today, um, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but it's a long last name, um, has pitched here before. His name is Blake.
2: right-hander. Malatestinic.
0: Malatestinic. Yeah, he's pitched here before. Didn't do great in a game in 2020. Um, he gets up to about 20, uh, 92, 93 miles an hour. The Sunday starter will be interesting. He's a kid from Australia who's been in some international competition, but you know, um, uh, Lincoln Riley is the name of their uh, best hitter, so that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know. I, Arkansas has really dominated them here, thirty-two and two, but I don't put it out of question that, that they could, you know, rise up. I mean, you think the last year? I think they lost the game to Southeastern Louisiana, a game to Illinois State here, and also uh, they lost their home opener last year. So they got to be on the lookout, and, you know, they, they have a veteran hitting team, and that's one of the probably the biggest concerns for Dave Van, I want to tell
2: I would think so. Uh, do you expect – I haven't looked at the weather, well, Tom. Yeah,
1: about to say, what's the weather in Fayetteville supposed to be like?
0: Well, when I looked it up yesterday, it was supposed to get to about 52 today, but it looks like the high now is more like 48. So it's going to be chilly. It's not horrible. The sun's out. And I think there's a chance um, for rain on Sunday's game, but the temperatures start going up. So, mm-hmm. you know, all things considered, for a home opening weekend or a home opening week, this has not been too bad at all.
2: Yeah, nearly 60 tomorrow, nearly 60, uh, 66 on Sunday. And mm-hmm. I don't see any precipitation on my little weather bug here, Tom, so hopefully that will cooperate and it'll be dry and they can get it going. But, yeah, you're right. It could be a lot worse from a temperature standpoint, so...
0: Awesome, man. You know, it's always you connect how you feel with, like, how, it's, how it is outside and, mm-hmm. like, you're, you're excited about baseball starting, you're outside. Mm. And so I, I'm feeling good. I know I'm about to go watch a neat game in decent weather and the, the weekend weather's going to improve and people are getting out more. And so, yeah, man, uh, good days up here.
2: I like that. All right, positive attitude from Tom Murphy. Tom, we appreciate it. Enjoy yeah. the weekend. Sounds like you're ready for one. So uh, we'll talk to Bye. you next week.
0: I really am, y'all. Have a great weekend. I
2: appreciate it.